Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia, and I am so glad you're here. I am a 20-something in my early 20s, and I was going through my fair share of shit show moments, and I'm sure there's more shit show moments to come. So much fun. But it's while I was going through these moments, I was realizing I'm probably not the only 20-something who feels this way. So I decided to start this podcast back in 2020, and it's been incredible. And I love interviewing these inspiring people. And I hope that through these stories, you're able to see yourself in these stories. And it would mean the absolute world to me if you would share it with a friend, as well as leave me a review on iTunes. It makes a huge difference. I put so much time and energy into this podcast and it would mean the world to me. So without further ado, let's get started. Today's guest is Nadia. I love chatting with her. Nadia Khalid is a alignment coach and content creator who helps women reclaim their inner power and manifest the life of their dreams. After being fired from her 9 to 5 in 2022, she decided to learn the neuroscience, quantum physics, and universal laws behind success so she could become a manifestation master and create her dream reality as a business owner after doing research and experimentation with trial and error she created her own unique approach and used it to manifest success as an entrepreneur making six figures in her first year growing her tiktok account to almost half a million followers and traveling the world she now teaches the same framework to her clients so that they can become limitless and fulfill their potential as they manifest the life of their dreams In this episode, we go into so many incredible things from her journey, getting fired, how she got into manifestation, law of attraction, her top manifestation tips, how to manifest a new job, how she manifested being a content creator, and so much more. So excited for you guys to hear this episode. Let's get started. So thank you so much, Nadia, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. I love to start. Tell me about your 20s so far. Feel free to include any shit show moments we can't resonate with. Let's start there. Okay. So yeah, I'm 24 years old right now, but I would honestly say my journey kind of did start at the beginning of my 20s because when I graduated from undergrad, I got my degree in psychology and I really wanted to become a clinical mental health like therapist. And so I did a year of my master's and I was doing what I thought I wanted, but then quickly realized that was just not it for me. And so I was working, so I was doing my master's and I was working as a substance abuse counselor for the county that I live in. And I also eventually started doing TikToks because making TikToks was just like a fun creative outlet for me. So I started making TikToks and they started going super viral. And some of them ended up going so viral that the director at my work actually saw them. And so they, I got called into the office and I got fired literally out of nowhere. And that's kind of for me where everything started because it was sudden. I didn't really have a backup plan. And I was kind of like, you know what? This was not fulfilling me at all. So I might as well just do what I've always wanted to do, which right now at the point at that point was social media. So I started growing more on TikTok and I started, I really wanted to manifest a like a job in social media, being my own boss, having my own hours, kind of breaking free of all the limitations that I was at with my other job. And then I ended up manifesting it. I got, I landed like a contract with a company called Fishbowl where I was managing their TikTok account. And so that was really, really cool for me because I basically went from being broke, like I was flat broke. I was in a lot of debt because I was paying for a master's degree um, and I was not making that much money at my job, which was a huge limitation. So that for me, like it was really rock bottom. And so I decided that I was going to revamp my entire life. I was going to change my limiting beliefs about money, change my limiting beliefs about myself, about what was possible and really open myself up to the idea of infinite potential because that was something that I had been reading about a lot. And so, yeah, I turned my life around. I decided to, like I said, go more into social media and I manifested a job where I was making significantly more money than I was at the beginning, which was so, so cool for me because I was like, I literally pulled a number out of thin air because I was making like full transparency. I was making about like $2,000, maybe less every month at this other job. And then I manifested a job in social media where I was making $8,000 a month, which was insane to me. So I was really like, that really fueled me. And I was like, you know what? There is no limit as to what I can accomplish. I'm going to keep taking this further. And so I 
I decided to quit my master's program and be like an alignment coach, teaching women the same principles that I mastered for myself so that they could kind of unleash their inner power and create the life of their dreams. And so that's kind of what I'm doing now is I finally started that business and I am doing all the things that I wanted to do. I'm making all my dream income and really I've transcended a lot. Like I've, I've come a really long way and I think yeah, that's really where my story started is realizing that what I was doing just wasn't cutting it. I wanted so much more. I had so much p- potential that I was ready to fill and then eventually just decided that I'm going to go for it. And then now I'm here. So now I'm 24 and I'm currently coaching women on how to master the same process I did to create the life of their dreams. Wow. You have an incredible story. And that's so crazy. They fired you because of TikTok because like it's social media. Like you think that wouldn't be a big enough reason to fire you. Yeah. I mean, part of it was because I filmed those TikToks at work, which was like okay. a like there was like a no girl policy or whatever. So that was kind of part of it. But yeah, it was really silly because it's like, you know, nine to five jobs will find any stupid reason to fire you. And that's just another reason as to why I think it makes so much sense to be either an entrepreneur or have like a freelance job where you get to be your own boss because then nobody can fire you for doing shit like that. Because I mean, it's literally just a video on social media. You know, like you said, it's not that deep. So. Yeah, definitely. And like, I'm curious for you, because like, when you get to that moment of when you get fired, it's usually really easy to drop into scarcity, drop into where am I going to get money? Where am I going to pay for rent? Like, it's really easy to drop there, but not only drop there, stay there. So I'm curious for your process of like, I'm not going to stay here. Like, I know this was meant to happen. Like this all Mm -hmm. is happening for a reason. I'm curious, like your process when you were going through that. So a big thing for me was I told myself after literally right after I got fired, I was like, rejection is just redirection. I got fired because of TikTok and now I'm going to get rich off of TikTok. So it was really about kind of like turning the narrative around for myself of like, no, I'm not going to get stuck in this like fear mode because I had a couple people approach me and be like, well, why don't you just find another job doing the same thing? Like, I'm sure you could totally do that. And I was like, no, because I don't love it anymore. I really want to do what I want to do, which at that point was more of social media stuff. And so it for me was about like keeping myself accountable to not fall back into that same space because I was at that point becoming very aware of how my mindset and my thoughts and my framing was impacting how I was showing up and what I was manifesting. And so for me, it was just self-awareness mode turned on of like, I am not going to let myself fall back into those patterns. I also started reading a lot more content, like reading books and watching videos about, you know, the nature of reality and how your beliefs actually impact what you are experiencing in your everyday life. And so that was really it was like not allowing myself and like just being very aware of those patterns so that I wasn't falling into the same ones and then using affirmations like no everything is going to go well for me universe show me how it gets better like I'm trusting the process and I I, I always explain it like this to my clients I'm like don't let the fear bully you because the fear will try to bully you into staying complacent and doing the same old thing that's predictable even though you don't love it anymore and so yeah just really holding myself to the mindset of anything is possible if I will it it will happen and not letting myself fall off that wagon for too long. Mm, I love it. Don't let fear bully you. How many mm-hmm. times do we let fear bully us into like a decision we don't want to do, a job we don't want to do, maybe even yeah. a relationship we don't want to be a part of? All the time. And you know what? That's really the foundation, I think, for the work that I do with my clients, especially, is like, where are your fears and where are they coming from? Because a lot of the time, it's literally just illusion. It's your brain trying to trick you into thinking that there is a threat there. There's like a danger that's like threatening your safety. But it's it's just a primitive response. You don't have to listen to it every time. And so like to answer your question, fear controlled a lot of my life. It was a lot of the reason why I was not showing up on social media authentically. I remember when I was making TikToks, I would not post them on Instagram or I would like try to keep those super separate because I'm like, what would people on Instagram say about my TikToks? Like that's that would be so embarrassing, right? Mm-hmm. But fear is really all about because it's like nobody else is doing that to you it's literally your own mind projecting it's like limiting beliefs onto everything so it's like it's really important to take the feeling of fear and figure out where it's coming from and how it's impacting you because fear is only really helpful when it comes to avoiding a legitimate danger but like some things are not legitimate danger like when it comes to quitting your job or like getting fired from your job and finding out where you want to go next like fear isn't really going to serve any real purpose it's just going to try to keep you in a little box. So it's about recognizing that like fear is not going to help me right now because there is no real threat. There is no real danger. This is why infinite potential is so important to realize because like there is every scenario at play. It's just the one that you're thinking about most is the one that's usually going to come to life. So it's like not letting that fear be the basis of how you're making all your decisions, which again, back to your question for me was about 
how I was showing up on social media, the kinds of decisions I was making for myself with my career, the expectations that I had for myself and my future, and for like even like my relationships and things like that. So those were just a few of the things that I had to be like, okay, wait, fear is not helping me here. It's actually really harming me. Yeah. And there's so many places I want to go from that. I guess the first place I'll go is, were you into personal development? Did you know all this before you quit your job or after you quit your job? Was that the catalyst for you or were you already on this trajectory before that? So that's a really interesting question, actually. And I love that because I've never gotten that question before. But because I was studying, I I got my undergrad degree in psychology, and I was doing my master's in clinical mental health counseling, I was already aware of the emotional piece of it, and how that can kind of tangle things up. But in terms of the like manifestation piece, and like the, you know, quantum physics, the like how things work in reality of how your internal state influences what's happening in your external environment. That was actually I did like a deep dive into all of that stuff. Because I had this phase where I was just so interested in it. And actually part of the reason why I got into that was because I have always had this debate going on in the back of my mind for like a very long time of religion and spirituality and kind of what is the truth really? Like there are so many different ways of explaining religion and spirituality. And for me, it was about finding out what was the, like, how does, how do things actually work? And so I started looking at all the major religions and I started noticing more similarities than I noticed differences. And those similarities kind of gave me a framework to work with of like, oh, this is what reality actually is like. Universal laws, which are ancient, they like are older than any of the major religions. And so I started looking into that aspect of things of like what we as human beings, what have we been taught since the beginning of time? And how can we start to like master that and bring that into this like date and time where we can kind of modernize spiritual beliefs to make it more digestible for people to actually start practicing on a regular basis. So for me, like I said, with manifestation of like, okay, now we have the science to understand how our emotions and our thoughts impact what's happening outside of us. There's a connection there. So exploring that and kind of figuring out, oh, okay, so my beliefs or the things that I believe to be true about myself and my reality in psychology, that's like your self-concept, right? There's confirmation bias or looking for things in your reality to confirm that. But then the spirituality piece showed me that it was like, oh, okay, there's the law of assumption. And the law of assumption is that your fundamental beliefs about yourself and your reality influence what manifests in your reality. So you manifest what you are believing and what you are actively subscribing to as a belief. So I think for me, it was connecting all the dots with that framework that helped me really get into, oh, that's how things work. And this is how we can hack it to stop like being susceptible to all the limiting beliefs and all the psychology, the emotional pieces that are holding us back and really just go full throttle with creating success which it's actually not that hard when you really think about it so Hmm. I feel like I don't know if you've ever experienced this but I feel like there's a point at in personal development journey where you kind of get stagnant like where maybe you've listened to all the podcasts maybe you have all these people you listen to but you kind of feel kind of stuck in terms of like your life's Mm -hmm. good but like there's a next level that you could be at I'm curious if you've experienced that if you have any thoughts on that if like maybe researching into all this stuff like going into different books could be like the answer to that Right. That's a really great question. And I think everybody can resonate with that. I I know I can resonate with that because there are points in time where I'm like, I feel like I've done everything I could. Like, what is next? And I think this is where I start to tell my clients about intuition because intuition is such a huge piece of your personal development journey because your intuition will always push you in the direction of the thing that you should be looking at next. That's going to help you bridge the gap and get you to where you want to go. So like, for example, just think about any of the questions that keep coming up to your mind of like, oh, I wonder about, as an example, like, I wonder why I keep feeling so anxious about this, right? Following that curiosity, following the questions that are coming up in your head about your experience and kind of what's going on and letting yourself be guided. Like one thing that I personally love is the reading books. Like reading books helps me really put everything together, but it doesn't look the same for everyone and that's okay. So for you, if that means going to Barnes and Noble and looking at the like personal development section and letting your intuition choose the book that makes you feel most excited to start looking into, then do that. If there's a podcast that you come across because you prefer listening to podcasts to learn and expand your world worldview, then look for podcasts that give you that intuitive feeling of like, oh, I like that. I want to follow that. I want to start le- learning more about it. Then do that. And so there's lots of different ways. What like in this day and age, we have so much access to resources that will help us like get to the next level. But in order to figure out how or what next level you need to unlock, it's just about following your intuition and asking yourself, okay, what do I feel pulled towards? Because everybody has that kind of thing that they are like 
curious about or they want to learn more about, but it's just about not silencing that, like follow it when it comes up. So like for me at one point, it was about the law of attraction. I was so fascinated. I was like, you know what? The law of attraction just feels like it's the missing piece for me right now. I'm going to look more into that. I'm going to read Abraham Hicks books. I'm going to do all of that stuff. So yeah, it's just about following your curiosities or like paying attention to the triggers that are really big that really may like throw you off and getting curious about it. That's always the first step. Hmm. I love that. I love letting your intuition choose a book for you because sometimes I feel like my mind's always choosing the book of like, you should do this or you should do that. But I need to try that. And like going back to something you said earlier, which I find really interesting is I kind of wonder how much more creators there would be if we weren't worried about creating content, if we weren't worried about our friends like stumbling upon our content, maybe making fun of it. So to like someone who maybe like is still in that kind of like closet, I guess, or they're still kind of in that space of like, I want to be a creator. I don't want to deal with like all the things that come with being a creator in terms of like other people's Mm -hmm. opinions. Like what tips do you have for them to start to kind of like shed those opinions and start to create content or start to do whatever that looks like next for them? That's a really great question. I think the first step is always asking yourself what kind of content you want to be making because there's an element of content creation of like there needs to be a piece of you in your content. It's not you looking for what you think other people want to see or what you think would go viral. It's about asking yourself the question of what kind of content can I create where I will feel good while I'm creating it and I will feel good about the result because it aligns with my personal values and the things that I'm interested in. So like that would be, I think the first step is like I said, figuring out what kind of content resonates for you that you want to make and understand that that is an inherent part of your authentic self. That's who you are. And you owe it to yourself to show up as that without feeling afraid. And it's about really distinguishing there is a difference between truth and there's a difference between fear. And truth is the thing that's real that you need to believe in. And fear is the thing that's based in illusion that's going to pull you out of showing up as your with your truth. So like, what is your truth? For me, it was making videos about like the law of attraction and all of these things that I'm so passionate about as an alignment coach now, right? All of these things like religion and spirit spirituality and stuff like that. And so that was like, for me, I had to learn how to own that and be like, you know what, this is my truth. My truth is speaking about these things. I am passionate about it. And I know that and all of the noise that comes after is just my fear talking to me and I don't have to listen to it. Like my fear is not helping me in any way right now. It's trying to bully me into staying small. So Another thing is that like everything that you're afraid that other people would think or say about you is literally just your brain assuming that other people would say that. So it's you versus you. Nobody else has actually said anything to you usually at that point. There haven't been any instances where people have actually said that this is what I think of your stuff. All of the things that you are worried about other people saying or thinking about your stuff is literally just your insecurities being projected out onto the entire world. So it's really about like healing your relationship with yourself and giving yourself the space to be like, I deserve to be authentic and show up as who I am and love that without being scared of what other people might think. Because another thing is that like, there will be people that don't resonate with your content. That is part of it. You are not making content for everybody because not everybody in this universe is gonna see your stuff and be like, oh wow, that's for me, right? Your content is gonna attract your tribe, your people, the people that want to be seeing your stuff. And they do exist, they are out there, but you cannot find them until you are showing up authentically and talking about the things or creating content on the things that you really enjoy. So it's like recognizing and being okay with the fact that there are going to be people who think your shit is stupid. Quite frankly, they're going to think it's dumb. They're going to think it they're okay, but that's not your, it's not your responsibility to worry about those people because those people are also projecting their shitty beliefs onto you. Right. And you don't have to take that if it doesn't align with you. It's about who am I? What is my authentic truth? And how can I stay in alignment with that without being afraid of the people who aren't in alignment with that? Because like I said, like I'm making self-help content, right? Mm -hmm. Primarily for women. Men in their 50s are not going to resonate with my content. They are not going to get it. They're not going to be aligned with it. They might think it's stupid. That's fine. Not my responsibility to worry about that because my content is not for that audience. So it's like speaking to your tribe, to your people about the things that you enjoy or, you know, whatever, like making vlogs or whatever kind of content that you enjoy making with your target audience in mind, the people who would love your stuff, not the people who would think it's dumb or like the haters, right? Like I always use this analogy of like, Beyonce, right? Beyonce is obviously like huge. She's a an artist, like everybody knows her. Some people love her. 
There are people who think Beyonce's work is dumb. There are people who think Beyonce herself just isn't it, right? That's fine because everybody has a subset population of people that just doesn't resonate with their stuff. That cannot be the focal point of your decision-making when it comes to creating content. You're creating content to be yourself and enjoy the process and, you know, like speak your truth. You will attract the people who are on the same page and anyone who's not on the same page, it's fine because they're not part of your journey anyways. They're not part of your tribe. So it's really about keeping that in mind. And again, your inner voice that's telling you, well, what if they think that? That's literally just you. That's your voice. You are narrating that because of your fears um, and you're projecting that onto other people. So it's about how can I change my own perception to align with what I want and what makes sense for me? That's how you start getting yourself on that wavelength. And I'd love to go deeper into like your TikTok journey in terms of like, did you manifest yourself as a creator before, you know, you are a creator now, as well as like, did you see it getting to this point from the beginning? Did you know I'm gonna be like, this is gonna be my thing? I want to go into that. Mm -hmm. So this is so funny because I was just watching a few videos of myself when I was really little because we found some in my basement and I had them converted into like digital versions. And so in all of my videos as a, like as a child, like literally as a toddler, as like a four or five year old, I loved being behind the camera. That was always so fun for me. Like I was always like, watch me, like I'll sing and I'll dance and I'll do whatever. So like, I was always like, I loved that. And I think I always kind of had this like inkling or this like inclination of like, I knew that I would be like not a public figure, but I knew that. That I would be recognized in some way because I've always loved that. And so for me, because I was so aware of that, for me, I actually like in my bigger vision for my life, like that was part of it. And I did manifest that. Like I would manifest my videos going viral. There was like, I had this like little affirmation that I would say every time I posted something, but I was always aware that that was like part of my vision. And I think like, this is the reason why I brought up the videos of when I was a kid is because your raw essence, like the raw essence of who you are and what you should be doing, you can trace that back from when you were a little kid. Like a little, as a little kid, the things that you really enjoyed doing are usually the things that you should be doing more of when you get older because you'll be successful with it. It'll be inherent for you, like an innate talent. And so that kind of, for me, I think that's part of why I always knew that. I always recognized that. I've actually been going viral on social media since I was like 15. So that part was like never really hard for me. I didn't really have a lot of limiting beliefs around it. But I think believing in that was a big part of it and affirming to myself that like I was meant to have a big platform and that my videos are meant to reach a lot of people and be really impactful. That was definitely part of it. But yeah, I kind of... Uh, and you'll hear people who have like a big platform, you'll hear them say this too, of like they always had this feeling that they would blow up in some capacity and that like a lot of people would know them. And if that's part of your vision, you got to be able to own that. Like if you want to be a public figure, you have that desire for a reason. If you want to, your content to be reaching big numbers, you have that feeling for a reason. Just lean into it with, without like overthinking it or being like, well, how am I going to get there? Like it's just about knowing that that's your bigger vision and kind of letting it organically play out. And did you explore any type of other content at the beginning or did you go straight into manifestation content? No, I was at first I was making videos about like, like funny stuff, like the work humor stuff. I had a few of those blow up. So it was at first it was comedy. But then I started being like, I want to talk about like, I would see myself talking about the things that I really enjoyed. And I really liked that. So I was like, I'm going to bring that into my TikTok and kind of see how it does. And I really loved making content like that. And it did so well, which was like extra confirmation. It was like encouraging for me to be like, okay, this is probably what I should be doing more of. Now that's like my, my thing is teaching people, educating people, coaching people on this is what you need to be doing. This is how you're going to manifest your dream life. So, and the manifestation stuff kind of came up little by little. It started as talking about how your emotions influence you and like the psychology aspect of things. But as I became more aware and I, I was becoming more informed on manifestation and quantum physics and the nature of, you know, like neuroscience and all that stuff, I started incorporating that into my content based on what made me feel really excited. And then I kind of took it from there, if that makes sense. And I'm curious, what's your definition of manifestation? So manifestation, the term, it's so funny because this is just like... I feel like people hear the word manifestation and they get so like, okay, what does that really mean? Is that like woo-woo? But manifestation as a term just refers to the concept of creation. It just refers to the to the concept of something going from nothing to existing. So when I talk about manifestation, it's all about how you're taking the things that start off as thoughts and manifesting them into your reality through your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. So it's like something will start off as an idea of like, okay. And if you take it down to the, to the granular level, a very simple level of what you want to eat for lunch, right? That starts off as a thought you then manifest that into your existence. You think to yourself, I want a pizza. I'm craving a pizza for lunch. You take the behavior of going to get the pizza. You sit down, you, then you take your first bite. Like it, you're manifesting it from an idea into a physical reality. So that's what manifestation really is. It's just about getting from 
it not existing to it existing and using neuroscience, using your subconscious mind, using your like behavior, your thought patterns, all of that stuff to get into alignment with what you do want to manifest so that you can help move things along, if that makes sense. Um, And the reason why spirituality plays such a big role in it is because like if you grew up religious or like you grew up like maybe Muslim or, or Catholic or Christian or whatever, it's all about prayer. Like you pray to God and then God will give you this thing that you wanted, right? manifestation. There are also things that are required of you in order to actually make it manifest, right? But like, it's something where you're like, you're putting the intention out there and you're receiving something in return. This is why like the universe is a big part of the conversation usually, right? When you're manifesting, let the universe handle the things that you can't control. It's all the same universal principles that are in a lot of the major religions, but we're just modernizing it. So it makes sense for this day and age, if that makes sense. So it's like believing in the outcome, you know, using psychology and neuroscience and quantum physics and all the things that we know now to like come up with a way to manifest what starts as a thought or a goal into your reality. So that does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just curious, like your personal definition, because I feel like we all like change things. And I was curious what it meant to you. And yeah, what do you feel like people get wrong about manifestation? Really, really great question. People, when people hear manifestation, I feel like they think that if you just think about it a couple times and you say a couple of affirmations that it'll just appear, like it'll happen. And that could not be further from the truth. It's really about aligning your energy, your thoughts, your your emotional patterns, your behaviors with the outcome that you want consistently like across time. So that's one myth is that you can just like think about it and it'll happen. Or like I can wave a magic wand and this is going to happen. Like it's really not, it's not like that. It's literal science. Like there's something called the observer effect. I always go back to this, which is basically the, the phenomenon in physics. Like physicists literally discovered that energy goes where you are paying attention to. So like where you are putting your mindful awareness that's where energy will electrons literally appear. So it's like what you pay, where energy goes, or I'm sorry, where awareness goes, energy flows. That's a basic, that's a basic law. It's a basic rule. So it's like, that's what manifestation is, is where you're putting your awareness, where you're spending all of your time thinking, what you're spending all of your time doing, you know, all of these like actions that you're taking, that's influencing what you're manifesting. You just may not be aware of it, like behind the scenes. So like another thing is people think of manifestation as I manifest, I manifested this specific thing. And then I manifested this. It's like, you are manifesting your entire life 24 seven. Like that's a nonstop process. You are manifesting right now. So it's like when we're talking about learning how to manifest, it's learning how to be more conscious about what you are inviting into your reality with your thoughts, your behaviors, and your emotions. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's like a part at like the beginning, right? When you don't have the stuff you want, you kind of just like looking around, lost in direction. I feel like there's a place in the beginning where it seems like so far out of reach. Like it seems crazy. Like Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, like I'm going to manifest my dream life. But like, that's crazy. Like I'm working nine to five and doing this, this, this. How do you help people like at that very beginning where it seems like it couldn't be like the furthest thing away from them? So that's actually one of my favorite parts in the coaching journey because... That's like oftentimes people's biggest blockage is because they can't see the how they don't, they can't believe in it. They can't get themselves to believe that this thing is actually possible and it, it will be a reality. So what I always say, and I've made so many TikToks about this, is the how is literally none of your business. I use this like proposal analogy of like, let's pretend you are dating the perfect guy who knows you inside and out. He knows everything that you want. He knows your preferences. He knows your goals. He knows all of that, right? And you in this relationship with this guy have, you know, you guys know that you want to end up engaged slash married, right? And you know that a proposal is, is going to happen at some point. Like, are you going to sit there and ask him, how are you planning on proposing to me and when and where and exactly like give me all the details, right? You won't want to know the details because the surprise is literally the best part, right? So when it comes to, oh, this goal feels so far away, why don't you reframe it to be like, no, I don't need to know the how. The how is going to surprise me. And this is like a fundamental principle is if you if you have a desire if you feel in it, like you feel pulled to something, you really want something, like you want to start your own business or you want to become a millionaire or whatever it is that you that you want to do, you want to attract the loving relationship. You feel that desire because it already exists in a certain timeline. There's already a version of you that's literally living that life. And that's why you feel that pull towards it. You trip yourself up when you think about the how because you're using your logical mind to try to get there. And this is the difference between logic and intuition, right? That's where intuition fits into the picture. Your intuition is the version of yourself that already is living in that version of reality 
reality and she's communicating to you in this physical 3D part of your reality and she's giving you those little nudges and the urges towards certain things because she's literally already there and she's like I'm just waiting for you to catch up babe like I have the whole thing already for you you just have to follow the intuition that's trying to get you there so if you were to just rely on your intuition in the present moment and let it guide you to the things that feel right and take action based on that the how will start to unfold step by step. But the second you try to use your logical mind, which is the part of your brain that's disconnected from your intuition, it uses logic, past experiences, statistical analyses based on data it's already seen and experienced before to get to like where you want to go. So when your logical mind cannot see the how, it's not because the how does not exist. It's simply because your logical brain does not have access to the roadmap. Your logical brain only has access to what's happening right here and right now. Your intuition has access access to the roadmap. And that's why your intuition shows up as, hey, why don't you go read that book? Or hey, why don't you go uh, make this piece of content on TikTok? Like as an example for me, when I was growing my TikTok account and my goal was, okay, half a million followers, right? I could not have come up with a step-by-step way to get there. That was not possible. What I did was I followed my intuitive urges of, I feel like making a TikTok about this. This feels really important to me. Bam, make the video, share the content. It goes viral. I'm attracting my people. I'm growing my account right? So you're not going to know the how right here and right now, but you don't need to know the how. You simply need to know what you want. You need to be able to visualize yourself already living there, being in that state of mind and follow the intuitive nudges that come up because they will point you in the exact direction that you need to be going in to bridge the gap and start making progress. And the universe will literally send in the perfect little circumstances, opportunities, coincidences to line you up to get there. It's just about recognizing it when it shows up and acting on it when it's there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I love the reference of thinking. Yeah, I love the reference of think- thinking of the universe as your boyfriend who already knows you and knows everything that you want. Exactly. Knows how to propose to you. It's such a good example because it's so easy to like get stuck on the how and like thinking of it that mm-hmm. way. I feel like is so helpful. And if you could only give one tip to someone on manifestation, what would you want that one tip to be? I would say. Get clear on what you want without the limitation of, well, how am I going to get there? Or how would that even work? Or would I even be able to do that? Like, let yourself dream as big as you want. Follow the desires that feel really fun for you. So get very clear on that front. And then visualize yourself already being there. And don't listen to every the voice in your head that's trying to talk you out of it. Because that voice in your head is trying to keep you stuck. It's trying to bully you into not taking action or not aligning with that vision. But if you're going to make any progress, you have to release the limiting beliefs and just assume that everything is already working itself out, live in that end state and just enjoy your time in the meantime before it before it shows up. Hmm. I'd love to go into like your journey with money, maybe also like some things you notice with your clients in terms of like the biggest money block they experience or you've experienced. Mm-hmm. And then how did you start mm-hmm. to like unravel that block? So I will say there's a book that I read that literally changed my life and I have all my clients read it too if they are really big on trying to undo a money block is You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jennifer Sincero. She's a life coach. That book alone literally changed my entire life and it goes so much more in depth than I'd be able to do on here. But the biggest thing that I see with myself and also with my clients like from the the before piece is not feeling like you deserve wealth or not feeling like you deserve to be a wealthy person. Like I feel like there, and the book talks about this as well, but like a lot of people have limiting beliefs around money because they find it to be evil or they find it to be, oh, that's just greedy. If I want money, that makes me greedy. Like wanting money does not make you greedy. Let's be so for real right now. If you want freedom, if you want to be able to do what you want and and like call your shots and like, you know, make things happen, go on your dream vacations, you need money. There is no way around that. Like you need to be able to be comfortable around the idea that, yeah, I want money and I deserve to have money. And me wanting money does not make me greedy. It does not make me, you know, focus focus on the wrong things, like wanting to be abundant is everybody deserves that. So it starts with owning that vision and not having any guilt over it. The second thing is the money block of, okay, like you want money, but you don't have to know where it's always going to come from. Like you can be inviting abundance into your life just by knowing that abundance will make its way to you. You don't, it's like, again, you don't have to get stuck on the how because you don't have to know like how it's going to come in. So for example, if you are working a nine to five and you make money, obviously on a bi-weekly base or I'm sorry, bi-monthly basis. So you get paid every two weeks. Well, a lot of people are like, I want more money, but like, where am I going to get it from? Like I I have my paycheck, but like, how am I going to make more money than that? Like you don't even have to know if you just open yourself up to the universe's potential. You just open yourself up to the creative potential of the universe and all the infinite variables that could be 
influence to bring you more money, be open to that. Like you don't want, you don't need to have to predict how the money is going to come in and where it's going to come from. It could literally come from anything. So if you just remove that blockage of like, okay, I want more money, but how am I going to get it? Like, you don't have to know the how you just have to know that money is coming to you and let go of, okay, how it's going to get there and just visualize or ask yourself the question of if the money came in, what would you do with it? Like, how would you spend like $500 if you got, if somebody went up to you today and handed you 500 bucks in cash? Like, you know what I mean? Like thinking that far ahead, knowing that it's going to come to you, like live in the end is what I always say. Live in the end of assuming you had the money that you want. How would you be spending it? How would you feel every time you bought your morning coffee? Would you say things like, oh shit, I just, I just spent all that money on a coffee. Or would you be like, hell yes, I have the money to pay for my coffee and I got my coffee and now I'm excited to have my coffee and start my day. Right. So, and that's actually another thing. A big one is when you're spending, like your spending behaviors, your energetic spending behaviors are very, very important. So when you're spending money, if you want to invite more of it, you cannot be looking at spending money as lack or like you're losing something because where awareness goes, energy flows, right? So if you're focused on what you don't have or what you're giving up, you're going to attract more of that. So when you spend money, it's about looking at the thing that you're spending money on as like, oh my God, that's so much value that I get. I get to have all of this now that I like bought it, right? So say you're going to the grocery store, you're spending 200 bucks at Whole Foods on groceries. You didn't lose $200. You gained all of the healthy nutrients and all of the va- like the value of getting $200 worth of good groceries, right? So focusing on the value value of what you're getting instead of the lack of what you're losing that helps you accumulate more wealth much more quickly like focusing what you have and like enjoying that that's really really important when it comes to undoing the blocks that are preventing you from manifesting more money so it's so helpful to reframe it because it's easy to look at it as lack but being able to look at it as what did i actually gain from that so exactly and also not looking at money as a as a finite resource because it's not money is an energy like and money comes from thin air literally is like it's so simple so it's like if you had infinite abundance how would you be feeling about spending seven bucks on a coffee like you wouldn't you wouldn't be like oh shit i just like you're like no i have so much more money and also this is another fun tip is every time you spend money tell yourself and visualize that the money that you spend will come back to you in twice the amount. That's what I did like at the beginning of my journey is like, you know what? Every time I spend money, like if I spent a hundred bucks on like on makeup, I would affirm to myself and visualize that I'm going to get $200 back in some kind of way at some point because I spent this money. So it's like you're tying your giving away behaviors to receiving behaviors. So that's what you start manifesting more of. And you don't feel like you're pinching pennies or you have to hold on to your money too tightly. Hmm. With like coaching women, what's something that's like surprised you that you notice like a lot of women struggle with? What's something you're like really surprised to find out about us? That's interesting. That's a really good question. Let me think. Something that has surprised me. Honestly, how willing people are to switch their beliefs when they know they're not serving them and and then realizing that it actually feels good to feel this way and think this way instead. So like when you used to believe all of the fears that your brain would tell you about your circumstances, like- if we just give you a simple reframe, it's actually like you realize, oh, like that not only is that aligned with my greater good, but it feels good to think that way instead. So it's almost like the realization of like, oh, I really was the only thing that was in my way. Like, and I didn't have to be doing any of those things. It was totally up to me the whole time. I just had to align with what I wanted. Um, So that's always a like kind of surprise because like the coaching programs that I do, they're like the one-on-one is two months and the group is like like a little bit different, but you will be so surprised at how radical of a shift you can have in just two months and not even two months, how usually halfway through like one month in clients will be like, I literally feel like a whole new person. Like I am not the same person I was a month ago. And it's the most simple, basic reframes and simple like activities, like, you know, having a morning and evening routine to get to alignment with your goals, using subconscious reprogramming, things like that. It's such simple little hacks that compound up to such a big difference. And so it's always so cool for me to see like a month in a client who was struggling with like manifesting their dream job has now manifested their dream job. And like, they feel like a whole different person. Like, it's just so insane to see that transformation. It's so fun. It's so cool. That's so crazy too. That's such a short amount of time that you can become a whole new person. It's wow. and it's it's so simple. That's the crazy thing. Is it's like one little belief, like the how part. It's insane how quickly things can come together when you let go of the how. Like that alone, having the faith in the process and just relaxing and not feeling like you need to like that alone does so much for your mental health, for your inner peace, for your goals, for your progress that like it's a crazy shift. Hmm. I'd love for if you could go into like manifesting your dream job for like that scenario. Is there anything in specific that you would do for that scenario that you'd recommend for anyone who maybe they're looking for a transition? Maybe they unfortunately got let go recently. 
Yes, I would recommend this is my process for doing it. This is how I did it for myself. This is how I teach my clients to do it is make a bullet list of everything that you want in your dream job and write it out in the present tense as if you're already there. I work X amount of hours a week. I work doing this, this and that. Like what is the actual role? What is the job title? Like what are you actually doing? And writing about it in the present tense of I make $8,000 a month. I work in social media. I do like all in the present tense and get detailed onto as to what you would want that to look like so that you have your goals down on paper. It's like, it's there. And then start visualizing yourself accepting the role, getting the job offer, doing the job itself, being so grateful for the job itself, like putting yourself in the state of mind of like getting the offer and like get living in the excitement of that because your imagination is a very powerful tool when it comes to manifestation. Like if you can visualize it, I call it two second scenes. So if you take a moment from that future part of your life that you're manifesting, like accepting the job offer and you boil it down to two seconds of, oh my God, on my phone, I see the notification that I got the job offer, right? If you keep rehearsing that mentally in your mind throughout the day and you just keep building momentum in that sense of like just imagining it and and, and creating the emotions within you, that's how you start to magnetize the actual outcome. So it starts on getting very clear, talking about it in the present tense and visualizing yourself already there and letting all the other details kind of work themselves out. And there's like, there's a word that I see all over social media, all over self-help. It's magnetic, become more magnetic. Like, I feel like it's a very trendy word. I'm curious, how can you tell if someone's magnetic? And like, if you're not magnetic right now, what advice would you give to someone who wants to become more magnetic? So being magnetic refers to attracting what you want instead of chasing it. So being magnetic is about staying in your power, knowing that you deserve it, knowing that everything is working out for you. It's part of like lucky girl syndrome, right? Lucky girl syndrome is all about, I am so lucky. Everything always works out for me. Universe always has my back. Everything's working out in my favor. It's like thinking like that and knowing that you don't really need to do anything to deserve it. You don't need to do anything to make it happen. Like it's already coming to me. It's already happening. You literally visualize yourself as a magnet for all the things that you want so that you don't feel like you have to like bend over backwards trying to make it happen. The opposite of that is chasing. It's like trying really hard to do things and going out of your way to like, like I said, bend over backwards and like try to force it into existence, putting all that pressure around it, feeling like you need to go and do something to make yourself worthy or to make it possible. Whereas being a magnet is all about attracting it. I don't need to do anything. Everything's already working out in my favor, which it is. If you affirm that to yourself, everything will work out in your favor. It's just about what you believe to be true. So it's all subjective. So it's about, again, recognizing your self-worth in that area and being like, no, I deserve to have my dream job or I deserve to get promoted or any of any of your goals. Like you have to know that you deserve it and you have to be able to sit in your power and visualize it into existence without feeling like you need to do too much to make it happen. You don't have to chase the outcome. So that's what I would say. And I feel like a lot of this comes back to like the root of like feeling worthy of all these outcomes, feeling worthy of your manifestations. For someone who maybe like they don't feel worthy right now, I feel like there's a lot of things that could kind of happen in childhood or maybe happen in relationships that can kind of knock that down like a little bit. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. advice do you have for rebuilding that, rebuilding that worth, being worthy of all these things that you want? Shadow work is honestly like the one-stop answer for that. So shadow work is basically exploring your past, exploring your inner wounds, exploring all of the past traumas that are forcing you to think of yourself in a not favorable way and healing that, like healing those wounds so that they're not sabotaging everything right now. So like the cool thing about your self-concept is that you get to reinvent it at any point in time. You get to decide who you wanna be and how you wanna feel about yourself. And once those limiting beliefs come up as to why you can't be that, that's an indication of a, of a wound. That's an indication of a trigger that you need to look more into to figure out, okay, where did this come from? Like as an example, I used to, like before I started my business, right? I really wanted to be a business owner, confident, successful, CEO energy, like very into it, right? There was a point in time where I was super insecure and I felt like I couldn't get there. And I had to ask myself why? Okay, my why happened to revolve around I did not feel like I was competent enough to be a good business owner. So there were a lot of holes in my perception of my ability to execute X, Y, and Z correctly. And I felt like I was inadequate because I thought that I couldn't. So I had to ask myself, where does that belief come from? Okay, did some exploration, did did some soul searching and realized, oh, okay, this has to do with my childhood of being made to feel like I couldn't do it or being made to feel like I wasn't enough. Maybe there was a certain moment, right? I can't think of it exactly, but like little points in my life where I was made to feel a certain way or made to feel like I couldn't do something. It's about exploring that and realizing that that's not actually the truth. That is not my truth. That is something where I had to learn X, Y, and Z kind of lesson. And now as my older self, as my current self, 
I can give myself closure by being like, you know what, that does not have to be part of my story anymore because I know what I'm capable of and I know what I want to be able to do. And I know the kind of version of myself that I'm ready to start manifesting or showing up as. So then I was able to kind of like release that baggage, did not follow me around anymore, and then really step into who I wanted to be and which was a, a confident, successful business owner, right? So knowing that I could do it, being my own cheerleader, supporting myself and believing in my capabilities because at the end of the day, that's the first page. That's the first, that's the starting point is do you believe that you are capable? If you don't, you need to look into that and figure out how to get yourself on the page where you're like, no, I know I can do this and I believe in myself. And while doing that shadow work, I'm curious if if you like visualize all your clients, visualize what you could be, visualize like what kind of CEO you could be. I'm curious if you did that at the same time. Yeah, I did. I did. So I, I have a very like vivid imagination. I daydream literally all the time. That's always been like something that I do. And so once I realized the power of your imagination, I started intentionally visualizing aspects of my reality that I wanted to experience without calling them a delusion. So I would be like, okay, I'm visualizing it. No, and then I know it's going to happen. Like, bam, release it. I know it's going to happen. I don't have to worry about it at all. So like I would visualize things like it's so funny because I actually realized this the other day before I even started my coaching business at all, I would visualize future clients being like, you literally changed my life. And I am so like, I'm so happy with this version of myself. And I'm so like, I can't believe this actually happened. And like, I would visualize my clients telling me all about all their wins. Like I manifested my dream job offer. I manifest like I would think about that and feel the gratitude that I would feel as a coach that I was able to help them get there. And that I had like such amazing clients that also showed up for themselves and did their own work so that we could create this new version of them together. That's something that I would spend time visualizing. I would also visualize depositing the money in my bank account of the launch that I did or like the clients that I landed that week, like visualizing that aspect of things as well. Visualizing myself telling my family, you guys, I started this business and it's so successful, right? Like, you know, like those, that's what I mean by two second scenes is the versions of your future that you want to experience. Bring it into the present moment. Think about it, visualize it because it will happen. And yeah, I did do that for myself and lots of different angles. I did that with the podcast as well. So I, I started my own podcast and I would visualize myself announcing the podcast, doing the podcast, you know, designing the graphics, doing all that stuff. So, and all of it happened. So yeah, it's all about visualizing the little moments of that future point in time as if it was already here and not labeling it as a delusion or as a daydream. Like you're visualizing your future knowing that it's going to happen. I love that you break it down into little moments because I feel like it's easy to do like the full picture, but not actually do the Mm -hmm. step of like, now I'm depositing the money. This is how much the launch, like being able to like really break that down, I feel like is so helpful. That's yeah, that's the point is you're, that's what makes it feel not so far away. Because if you can break it down into little moments that you can live in, at least in your imagination to begin with, it's not far away. It's literally right here. It's in your present moment all the time. It's just starting in your imagination before it's real. And so it's not like, you're not thinking of it as, oh, okay, one day when I'm, already an established like millionaire. It's like, no, it starts with the little incremental changes that you can start visualizing from now to make it feel more real, to see yourself in the vision and not feel like it's outside of you. Like it's all within you. You, it just needs to start there without you limiting yourself. Yeah. And I'm curious, what are you learning right now? It could be any aspect of your life, any lesson coming up for you in terms of my own like journey. It could be your own journey. It could be anything that kind of comes to mind. So I think right now it's all about, because uh, I, I struggle with perfectionism, like full transparency. I am a huge perfectionist when it comes to a lot of things. And it's really prevented me from showing up and doing the things that I want to do without feeling like it needs to be perfect. Or like it's prevented me from showing up and doing the things that I want to do and feel good about it. So I've really had to work lately on releasing the need for things to be perfect and being okay with what I'm producing and feeling like I'm worthy of the success with what I'm producing in that moment. That's been really big. And I think I also like a lot of my clients have the same thing of like, well, it's not perfect. And what does that mean about me? Uh, Or like nitpicking the little details, like your inner critic being so loud and so mean to you. But I, and I've really had to learn to release that uh, because it's been part of me for such a long time. And I've had to learn that if I'm going to do well and be successful, I need to prioritize progress over perfection. So that's been a really big thing for me as I'm, you know, transitioning into like the next chapter of my life is like, I need to let go of those behaviors that are not serving me because nothing is ever going to feel perfect. Perfect is an unrealistic standard. It just doesn't exist. And learning how to kind of believe in what I'm doing, even if it doesn't fit the standard of what I think would be perfect. That's been a really big one for me. So many of us struggle with perfectionism. Yeah. Comes up all the time. Yeah. And what's something that you're excited about right now? Any aspect of your life? 
I am really excited to expand my business. That's that's a really big thing right now. I'm like hiring a few people to help me out and being able to help more women at once is going to be really big because I've seen the transformation that people can have in just two months with one-on-one coaching. And so now I'm expanding it into group coaching and making it something where I can bring in lots of people at once and help them all to get to where they want to go. And yeah, like I said, just kind of expanding my purpose and expanding my mission and making this business something that will help empower women to create the reality of their dreams in every sense of the word. So that's something that I'm really, really excited about right now. That's incredible. I love if you could go deeper into like, what does your group coaching look like? So the way uh, my group coaching works is right now it's three months of group coaching. Basically we meet every week as a group for like 60 minutes for like an hour, sometimes a little bit more. And so you'll get like trainings and resources that to do like on your own or like listening to a podcast episode or like little things to help you kind of build the knowledge and apply it. And then coming to the group session and meeting like-minded women who are also on the same journey as you, connecting with people who are in the same space and really furthering your goals and expanding your horizon of what you know and what you need to be working on. So that's that's the, the group coaching program, learning all of the manifestation principles, learning about how to start scripting out your intentions, how to create your 2.0 life. It's really about building the vision of what you want and learning how to get into alignment with that step by step with a community of like-minded women where you get to have the accountability, you get the support, and you get to really feel like you're making a lot more progress with your goals and feeling like an, a different version of yourself ultimately. So that's the group right now. And you can apply for that through my website. If you go to Nadia K, Nadia K, Khaled.com. It's N-A-D-I-A-K-H-A-L-E-D.com. You can actually apply for the coaching program and secure a spot. So that's how um, the group coaching program works. And that's how you can join if you're interested. That's awesome. What's something you do every day can't live without? Every day can't live without is definitely a visualization. So what I've been doing is I use the superhuman app a lot to visualize my dream self and my goals as I'm literally there. And so I I usually try to incorporate one every day while I'm doing basic things like there's a grocery shopping meditation, there's a lot of different ones. And I actually have a code if anybody wants like six weeks for free with that app, you you can also find it on my website if you want to do that. But that's something that I definitely cannot live without because it's been like monumental for me when it comes to manifesting my my dreams and my higher self. So yeah. That's that's what I do every day that I cannot live without. I've never heard of that app before. It's pretty cool. It's a really, really great one. It's a, it's a great place to get started, especially if you're a, like a newbie with this stuff and you don't really know like how to get started. There's a few visualizations or meditations that you can do to help get your mind in the right place to get started. So perfect. Yeah. And I have a final question for you. So if you were to go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, would you want to tell her any advice or would you want to tell her nothing at all? It's up to you. I would tell her to relax because everything is working out. Like everything is working out. You don't have to stress. You don't have to know exactly how you're going to do it, but know that like you are going to achieve every single one of your goals. And it's actually not going to be that hard in the process because I think my younger self would stress out a lot about how that's like a big piece for everyone. Right. But especially me, I was like, how am I going to get there? So I would just tell her to kick back, relax. Everything is working out in your favor. You will just have to follow your intuitive urges as they come up. I love that. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. It's been such a pleasure talking to you and hopefully people will learn a little bit from this episode. Awesome. And where can we find you? So my Instagram is Nadia.Khalid with two Ds. Um, my TikTok is also Nadia.Khalid and my website it's NadiaKhalid.com. You can also join my newsletter if you want some um, free content that you can start applying in your everyday life to manifest your dream life. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.